Hey everybody, Shane here. Hey, look, uh, you've heard me talking about my friends at Joseph Meyer Club, and I want you to go over, check them out at josephmeyerclub.com today and try out their brand new aftershave. Um, and if you use my promo code RPPJMC20, you can try it today with 20% off. So just enter that code at checkout. Again, RPPJMC20 at checkout at josephmeyerclub.com. And uh, yeah, it's a great product. Um, I, I've been using it myself and I love it and it smells great. And uh, so check it out and for all your aftershave needs. Again, josephmeyerclub.com. Follow them on Facebook as well for more information. And uh, yeah, tell them Shane sent you. Thanks everybody. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here with the Rock Paper Podcast. Let me tell you about my friends at Naked Vine. Located at 1624 Clarkson Road in Chesterfield, Missouri. Serving up all your favorite wine, whiskey, tequila, and local craft beers. Swing by and visit them this week for some great live music. Friday, February 15th, you can see River City Grassers out there. On February 16th, Saturday night, one of my personal favorites, Les Scruff and the Billy Goat. Uh, I return to Naked Vine on March 12th with my singer-songwriter storytelling showcase, bringing along my good friends Brad No, Jenny Rokus, and Andrew Ryan. Do not miss that show. $5 cover, 7 p.m. start. It's going to be a great night. I've been having so much fun doing these out there. So come on out, check it out, see what it's all about. Uh, all this information and, me, and more can be found at nakedvine.net. Be sure to follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the show. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is Amanda Fish, and you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. Hanging out today with Amanda Fish. Welcome to the show. Hey. This, this, is, uh, this is cool. I'm glad uh, this all worked out. We, uh, we actually just met uh, Friday night mm -hmm. uh, when, as we're recording this, but uh, we, uh, we, get, we hung out. I first got to, my first time getting to see you all play live. And uh, I was over at the bootleg with uh, Jeremiah Johnson band and Tyler St or sorry Jackson Stokes. Jackson Stokes. Yep. Um, and uh, well, that was uh, just an amazing night. That was so much fun. Yeah, uh, it was fun for us too. Yeah, we uh, like one that was cool because like, I've seen Jeremiah a bunch um, here around town, but like it was fun to us like in that s setting, you know, just kind of where. They can kind of come out and own it too, like in that hour set and stuff. And, and I've seen them do a lot of, you know, different shows and stuff. But like, they they sounded so good that night too. But I was really blown away, especially being the first time I get to see you play. That like it was just it was awesome because I definitely seen your name around and I've and I've been wanting to. Uh, I thought I told you I thought about running to Kansas City and catching you up there, but it was cool that you're here in St. Louis and it all worked out and a couple of my buddies and. Uh, so it was just a, a lot of fun, a lot of buddies in the house too, all kinds of friends in, in the crowd. So just a really great night. Um, but uh, have you have you played St. Louis before? Is that? Uh, I, I try to keep an eye on a lot of the calendars, and I don't know if uh, if I'd seen you recently coming through here. Uh, I played like St. Louis proper one other time. It was actually with Jackson Stokes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, when he was doing Delta Soul Revival, and um, I came out and I did that with him at uh, Broadway, Oyster Bar. Oh, really? No, 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 it wasn't Oyster Bar, it was the other one. Beale? Down the street. 
No, not BL. Or BBs. BBs. There you go. BBs. Yeah. yeah. We call that blues triangle down there, yeah. Yeah, although now it's more like a blues yeah, line. Right. Oh. Yeah, R.I.P. I wonder if uh, if somebody will keep Beale as a venue. Yeah. Or if they'll, what they're going to do to that space, but... Keep with the tradition. I hope so. Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of a lot of really good times there. Um, my first time getting to see uh, Moreland and Arbuckle oh, in that room. Yeah. Those are good buddies of mine, too. Uh, and, uh, you know, of course, uh, all the other greats, Marquise Knox, and all, all kinds of uh, fun players that come through there. But... Um, yeah, hopefully that still continues to keep a rich history of blues coming through there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so I thought that was cool to catch you here in St. Louis. And uh, you made an announcement that night that you are now a uh, resident of St. Yeah. Louis area. Oh, Fallon. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that was really exciting for me to know that we might see you a little more often then. Yeah. Uh, no, we uh, we moved back in September and just love it. Yeah. <laughs> just love it. It's so close to everything too. It's it's just right next to everything. <laughs> yeah. What what was uh what was some of that? It was just uh, uh I know you have some family over here this way too, but uh, mm-hmm. is that was what was uh, some of the reasoning uh, for moving to St. Louis area? Uh, it's just so great to tour out of. Yeah. Um, once we started really touring, it, it was kind of like, it made sense to, to kind of be over towards, uh, more of the, uh, connections, the city connections around. So like St. Louis, the radius is for a five hour radius from St. Louis is like Chicago, sure. Nashville, Memphis, Louisville. Uh, I think Indianapolis, um, Des Moines is like six hours, but um, yeah, obviously Kansas City's in that, Springfield's within that radius, so it's like you can leave in the morning and be in any number of those cities by the afternoon, right. so it's kind of like um, just a more desirable since we're touring so much, it was just a matter of convenience. Sure. Yeah. So you you, uh, you grew up in Kansas City, is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Yeah. So how how uh, have you have you gotten to kind of uh, being here a little while and then you know coming through often too? Uh, obviously, Kansas City is known for barbecue and everything like that. Do you get a do you have a preference yet on uh, do you, do you, do you, well, first of all do you do you eat barbecue? I eat barbecue, yeah. sure, like everybody. Um, you know, I haven't really cultivated a preference um, for any St. Louis barbecue. I'm still just really getting to know the city. Sure. Um, but uh, I love sweetie pies. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not barbecue, but still, it's amazing. Um, where did we just go to eat recently? It was the shack. Yeah. The shack was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, There's all kinds of these little spots popping up. Uh, we got a bunch of different like fried chicken places around town too that mm-hmm. are, and uh, been I've been uh, I'm I'm a bit of a, a foodie myself. I like to go around trying all these places and stuff, and then like to, but it, like I almost kind of want to like sample them all just to see you know. But they all like they all have pros and cons. I think you know they're all like some have really good sides and everything. You know, so it's like interesting to kind of trying them all, see which one's the best and stuff. Well, you have something we don't in Kansas City, and that's White Castle. Yeah. We don't no, have no White, White Castle, Castles huh? in Kansas City. I work ne- uh, I work at Oyster Bar. I've talked about a bunch on here, but, uh, I'm, you know, they right across the parking lot is uh, the White Castle there, and it's like, mm-hmm. and, and uh, right across the street, and it's like sit there smelling it all night long and stuff, <laughs> and some nights, and, yeah, it's, uh, I've been to that White Castle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a time or two. Yeah, I know. Uh, I had friends uh, went to went to Warrensburg in uh, Central Missouri State up there in Warrensburg, and they were like, I think the nearest White Castle from there is Wentzville, and they like drove all the way to Wentzville one night just to get White Castle from Warrensburg. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it was like a three-hour drive That's or a something. That's a bit of a haul. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, it's a haul from Kansas City too. Sure. I know. I know people who've made the drive to get White Castle. That's a it's a pretty good haul for some cheeseburgers. Yeah, <laughs> little cheeseburgers, yeah. especially when they're at the grocery store. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, I was just wondering about that. Like, um, I know we do have uh, we have a lot of stuff, great things happening, but of course Kansas City does too and things. But I'm uh, I'm really excited to have you a part of it all here now in, in St. Louis and. Um, especially, like I said, hopefully we'll have some more dates popping up. Uh, I do know you have one uh, locally here in St. Louis on the calendar coming up on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. Uh-huh. Uh, we're at the National Blues Museum. National Blues Museum. Yeah. That uh, Have you been, uh, you got to take a walk through there yet? Yes, we have. Yeah. We, got, we got the tour. That was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really cool. I've only... Uh, I, I, uh, sadly to say, I haven't actually done the proper tour through it all and stuff, but I have been over there and I did a podcast in there one night. And uh, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful space and I, I'd like to go back and take it all in, but I still haven't uh, made it around there yet. We got we got ambushed when we went there because uh, we had a, a friend of mine who's a, a DJ from, uh, was it Minnesota? Yeah, I think he's from Minnesota. But he said, he, hey, come down to the National Blues Museum. I'll be in town. You know, come meet me. And I was like, okay, so I'm expecting to see one guy. At this point, we're still, like, flying under the radar. Don't want anybody to know that we've moved to St. Louis because we're, we're trying to, you know, just take our time, you know, and dip our toes in before we really, you know, jump in. Some some scenes can kind of be toxic, so we were trying to be careful. And... Um, we walk in there and they've got like four guys. There was four guys there ready to meet us. One of, one of the guys works for the radio station. Two of the guys work for the museum. They gave us the personalized tour and we're like, oh, okay, I guess we can't, we can't uh, pass under the radar anymore. Yeah. I, I guess they know we're here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, well, that's going to be a fun night for sure. Uh, I, and again, like I said, I haven't been there for a concert either but i've seen they do a live stream and so i've got to watch some of the stuff on through uh the stream and things but uh that should be a really a, a lot of fun especially um downtown and everything in st louis and it's a neat little spot down there so yeah. come on out to national blues museum on sunday night right is it yeah, a, it's a sunday night st patrick's day yeah where you're green it's a it's a cool place we've been there to jam yeah yeah, it's gonna be cool, uh, but uh, yeah. So keep an eye out. Uh, we have everything else on the at uh, amandafishband.com and uh, on uh, Facebook and all that fun stuff. So get involved in all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I, I kind of wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and uh, and uh, in this we have a brand new record to talk about and everything. Uh, so I guess um, when does uh, when do you start with this? getting into music and stuff. Is this like, was it all, I saw you last, well, Friday night, I saw when I saw you playing bass and we played a little bit of guitar here today. Was it always uh, been guitars for you? Um, yeah, I want to say, I, well, I think I mostly started on guitar, but also piano. Yeah. So, sort of between those two. It was always between those two. Um, but then I, I also learned ukulele and mandolin as well and then i picked up bass bass was the last instrument that i learned i learned that um a few years ago yeah yeah i uh i I remember uh i think it was sixth grade uh and i've told this story a little bit before but uh we were you know it's like open sign-ups for school band and I was like, I didn't really know anything about my, but a bunch of friends that were signing up. So I was like, I'll give it a shot. And uh, so when I, uh, I, I said, uh, I'll try the cornet. So I, I, I did that and uh, I wasn't very good. <laughs> and uh, I remember my uh, band instructor like said something like, you know, you can either uh, try really hard at this or you can go back to gym class or something like that and I was like all right well I'll see you later and went, <laughs> went back to the gym and gave uh, it up yeah I was much better suited I mean I, I, 
uh, I was better, much better basketball and football and everything. So sure. But uh, I don't know. I never, never, uh, never had that natural knack to like grab an instrument and play and learn learn it. Or you know, I know it takes a lot of practice, but it's like nothing's told me to that I need to do this. So, um, but I'm just a big giant fan of. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad it worked out that way because, like I said, I uh, I have fun just listening. So when I don't, um, but anyway, uh, but your bass playing though, like for especially for you saying not only learning this a little while back, I was really impressed because like it was uh, I really liked your the way you play too. Like it was just uh, the like a lot of uh, popping. All right. And, and yeah, stuff. that's I I I get into it and I dig into the strings a little bit. I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun though. I was, I was, like, the way you guys play, like that, that hard, hard, heavy kind of blues, and like, and I was eating it up. I was head banging all night with you and having a great time, and it was just so much energy uh, in that live show. So it was just such a cool show, such a good time. Uh, but I think like, I was listening to the record, and the record like, is is really good, but like, there's that. I don't know that live performance though. Like the scene, you all come to life on the stage. Like it's something completely different. Um, I, don't, I don't know if like I don't. That's not uh, any kind of. Well, um, there's you're able to really play on the energy of the room. Sure. You know, it, it it's kind of like a, a record is always going into it cold. Sure. You know, and you have to adjust your tone to the tone of the record. You know. Um, or uh, I guess something like that, yeah. but with the with the uh, live performance, I think that musicians kind of adjust to the room, and they tailor tailor that performance to you know kind of the vibe that's coming off the crowd. Do you, f- so. do you feed off that energy a lot? I mean, that really drive you as a performer, um, or you just do your own thing. Well, I mean, if you have a completely dead crowd, <laughs> yeah. then there's nothing to build on. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, people are into it and they're dancing, you can build on that and you know get to the point where everybody's digging it. And that's the goal. Because um, otherwise, it's like, why, why are we here? <laughs> I don't like... I don't like playing to, to crowds that where people are just not into it. I'm like, why why are we here at all? Why are we doing this? Is any is this affecting anybody? Because if people aren't digging it, if they're not into it, it's it's well, a waste. It's like it's the energy that we put out, you know, that goes nowhere. Yeah. Instead of into hearts, you know, it's if everybody's walled off, there's nowhere for it to go so yeah yeah well no i definitely feed off of it when people are open and and digging it and wanting us to you know really take them on a journey well i was digging it for sure like i said it was uh and then i ended up buying both the records and we do have a a brand new one like it's free i guess is uh came out in the fall of 18 yeah right uh yeah uh, september of 2018 and now now available digitally everywhere and uh physical physical copies uh at the shows and all that so and on the website yeah and also on all of the traditional online stores and and in some brick and mortar stores yeah do we we have some around st louis yet uh in some of the stores i don't know yeah (laughs) (laughs) That's that's all on a distributor that sure. has there's degrees removed from me. Um, I just know that they they put it in places. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still uh, I know it's kind of gone away, but I still love that. Just browsing through. I mean, locally we have uh, vintage vinyl. It's been down there forever, and uh, you know, a couple other uh, Euclid and music record shop. A couple other really great spots, but. I still love just going through and browsing through record stores and things. So, and doing it the way uh, or, you know used to be done, not just downloading on iTunes, but it's still 
it is convenient to have everything at your fingertips like that. But, uh, but like I said, pick it up, a uh, copy of the record, uh, free, available now. But we wanted to share, this is uh, the title track you said you wanted to share. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to add around this tune? It's called Free, <laughs> and it starts sad and low, and then we're set free. And then we're happy. Yeah. So where I guess you recorded this in Kansas City, or did you uh, go somewhere else? To, yeah. yeah, weights and measures in Kansas City. Uh, sound engineers, uh, Dwayne Trower. Um, shout out Dwayne. Yeah. Um, yeah, he recorded that. He also recorded uh, "Down in the Dirt," the first CD that we did back in 2015. Yep, yeah. very cool. I guess. Uh, 
Is that uh, is that pretty important to you too? To I mean, obviously going back to him again, like finding a place where you're comfortable and. Uh, I wanted to go back there because so much had changed for me since the last time that I that I cut there, because um, about three years had passed. So I definitely wanted to go back there just to mark the the growth. You know what I mean? Uh, but we don't live there anymore, so um, we, we may end up elsewhere for the next one. I really I haven't made any plans yet. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but. Um, no, we we had a great time both times we were there, and I got to record in a lot of different studios between the first record that I cut there and and this this one, and um, I just really really enjoyed my time in that studio in particular. So yeah, yeah. I just hear you know you hear those stories about like Sun Studios and you know all the, all the like the classic stories and and like people like talk about like there's. You know something about these rooms and different things like that like the mm-hmm. certain certain uh studios and i was just like uh but i think that's i think that's a lot of it just i mean obviously you want to be comfortable in your wherever you're recording at and to let the the best stuff come out and stuff i know locally uh here we have uh sawhorse studios and um jason mcintyre that uh works over there and he's does great work but like that's what everybody just says they're like comfortable being around him and being in that studio and mm-hmm. recording and stuff so uh it's uh I've, I've had a similar experience just doing over podcast over there it's just a fun fun hangout over there mm-hmm. so uh but yeah i'll be uh i'm interested to hear what else uh what else you have for us coming up so hopefully we'll have some some more uh recordings coming soon but obviously you said there's there's no no nothing in the works no plans right now but uh well we have it about half written yeah we're we're continuing to write sure um the the difference i think on on the next one will be um you know that instead of just me writing everything by myself i'm i'm probably going to want to bring both glenn and josh into the fold in the writing process and um i i really look forward to that i love playing with other people and I really love playing with Glenn and Josh because they have such good ideas so um y- yeah that yeah. it will be different but we we do have about half the record written already do you write a lot uh like do you find yourself writing more when you're you're touring a lot right now so and, and things are you writing a lot on the road or do you find you write more at home or I think I write more on the road because we're so close to the music um, so I'll have songs that, you know, I'll be singing to for months before I finally decide on the lyrics, you know, mm-hmm. like we just come up with the groove and it might be different lyrics, um, every night until I finally settle on, okay, I really like this story. So that's, that's been one of the things that's been happening. When we get on the road, we just get to play together so much and we get super greasy. You know, we're just like, everybody's, uh, you can't see my hand motions because it's a podcast, but everybody's just right on top of each other, anticipating each other and um, locked in really well into a groove. So that's, I love writing during that when we have a chance to play together a lot because... I feel like those ideas come easier and freer and the lyrics come easier and freer because, um, I, I don't know, the energy is right. Sure. Yeah, it's hard to write when you're, you know, pushing a boulder uphill, but when it's, like, going down and you're chasing after, it's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, I know uh, I heard some kind of crazy story from, like, uh Steven Tyler are like talking about his writing and stuff and like how they'll have that groove going and like and he'll just start like that's why a lot of his lyrics don't really make sense because he'll just like make up stuff that like fits in there you know that just happens to fit in the uh the melody and like so it's interesting to hear people's different takes on songwriting and stuff like he'll like he'll just you know throw in different stuff but like like you're saying the words just keep changing all could change every night and stuff until you settle on this is this is what it's going to be and mm-hmm. um 
I don't know. I'm a big fan of uh, songwriting, so it's just interesting to hear everybody's little different takes on it and, and mm. how they work, how it works for them. I do so many different styles of songwriting, like that Steven Tyler style. That is that is one way to do it. Although I like to make everything fit together, you know. Mm. I'm I'm all for like nonsensical lyrics. Hello, Black Crows. Like I love that kind of way of going with the music but um i still want to tell a story mm -hmm. so um we do that but um we also sometimes come up with the lyrics first or the story first and then the melody falls in line behind it yeah yeah you uh being on the road what do you have uh is, is there certain uh spots that stand out for you along uh, some different Moab yeah. sorry yeah. I didn't even let you finish your <laughs> sentence just what, what what is your take on that Moab Moab oh it's it's God's country <laughs> how, it's indescribable it's just gorgeous just all this um, crazy landscapes and super inspirational too um, we really liked going out in the desert as well, like through uh, New Mexico and Arizona, and getting these saguaros and uh, just all the nothing. It goes on for ever. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I will, um, when we were up in Canada, we went through Banff, and that was. That was beautiful too. Just, I don't know. I can't even. I just get giddy thinking about traveling and all the stuff we get to see. Well, that's. I mean, that's pretty incredible. That your, you know, your music now takes you around the country and stuff like. Yeah, I can't even. Oh, sometimes I I can't I can barely take it all in. You know, is. Harley feels real. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I can't even imagine. But <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. And, like, the fact that people, that it's so well received and, and people are are digging it and stuff, like, that's, yeah. It's got to be, feel good. Oh, man. I'm glad that people like it. You know, I, sp I think I spent a pretty long amount of time where people were not really digging it. You know, didn't appreciate whatever it was. You know, we were pretty, pretty rough in the beginning. And uh, it took me a, a good long time to kind of understand um, that I needed to play to, you know, my audience. And um, in as much as they should give me a chance, I should give them a chance. And... Um, you know, I, I also had to listen to a lot of cringe-worthy, like, recordings of my voice. And I still cringe, but now I'm hitting the notes, which is better. So, um, I think uh, people were very gracious to give me as many chances as they did to get better. <laughs> that, uh, that is such a, uh, you know, doing this show, like, I never, never really listened, you know, it was only like, voicemail recordings and stuff before that but like doing this show now and listening back to my own show and especially the early years were really rough and so I can totally relate to like kind of that cringe-worthy kind of thing where you're just like oh man why, why did I say that why you know why am I doing this or whatever it is and then finally like I started feeling a lot more comfortable recording and listening back to it so it's like finally got over all that but it's like it kind of takes a while to it's a weird thing to kind of get used to hearing your own self back mm. yeah and and instead of like immediately hating it and wanting to shut it off <laughs> being able to listen through it all and be like okay i got that okay that was okay Ooh, ooh, fix that fix that tweak <laughs> that without like wanting to cry or i don't I, know uh, go <laughs> take a bath <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, we uh, we mentioned uh, a little live. We did do a little live jam here in the 
Uh, and we, we did a tune called Going Down. Um, and this features uh, you and uh, Glenn on on the one guitar, which I thought was, was the first time I'd seen anybody uh, doing that, which was pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've, seen, I've seen people play guitar, uh, guitar like a cajon and stuff. I've seen, but I don't think I've ever seen it while somebody was playing it and singing, so <laughs> that was pretty neat. I and, think we oh. just needed something percussive. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we kind of started that on the campgrounds jam of uh, the King Biscuit Festival in Helena, Arkansas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> I was I was playing um, guitar, and he didn't have anything percussive to bang against. And so it was like, use this hollow part of this right. hollow-bodied instrument. And so he started doing that, and... I don't know. I I feel like I've seen more people do it, but maybe I haven't. Yeah. I just think I have. And then uh, what did they do it using a guitar center gift card as a pick too? Well, yeah, I didn't have any picks, <laughs> but I had a guitar center gift card, so it seemed fitting. You guys, you guys are improvising all over, <laughs> making it work.
Well, that sounded awesome. Uh, and uh, uh, like I said, it was just fun. To, I love this kind of stuff, getting those live recordings like that. And um, it's just, I'm a big sucker for some live acoustic, especially like I love, like I said, the, the full electric things, but it's interesting to kind of strip them down too and, um, and hearing some of that. So. so thank you for sharing that with us today. That uh, we do uh, mention uh, that Friday night you was uh, with Jeremiah and Jackson, and uh, you guys are doing that show again at uh, Knuckleheads this time. Knuckleheads. Yeah, going going back to Kansas City uh, on May twenty fourth. May twenty fourth. Yeah, that's is that uh, is that Labor Day or I mean Memorial Day weekend? I don't know. That's gotta be close to it, or is, is it, it the next weekend? Well, now I need to look this yeah. up. I need my magic answer box. <laughs> it's got to be close. I know it's somewhere right there. I feel like Google will tell me. Yeah. Uh, May 24th. Yeah, it is Memorial cool. Day weekend. So that would be a good one for sure. B- busy weekend. Yeah. Get everybody out and uh, dancing around to some tunes out there, knuckleheads. Yeah. Um, I was telling you, like... That's uh, I've been up there for a couple of different shows. Uh, um, I've seen Will Hogue inside, and uh, which was really great. And then I got to see uh, JJ Gray and Mofro out on the patio one night, and which was and Anderson East opened up for him. Yeah, it was a good night. I might have been there for that one. Yeah, that uh, that was a whole lot of fun though. And I actually got uh, the band all signed my my cop my. Uh, Final copy of uh, Old Glory, so that was cool to <laughs> get all the guys to sign it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of crazy too to see Anderson opening up and then his career like took off right after that too. Like he's been doing a lot of big things, um, but it was uh, it was fun to kind of get to see him up close and personal that night and and before things started really taking off. But he got to hang out and I met him at the merch table and it was. Real nice guy. So, uh, but that's, uh, that's the hope. Yeah, that they're nice guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that's a, like I, most of the people I've met. Like everybody's been super cool about everything. Yeah. So that's always good. It makes me a bigger fan whenever I I really like can have a conversation and, and or what even if it's just brief, you know, and get a handshake and a picture or whatever. Like yeah. it makes you a bigger fan. Like but yeah, like if they if they if they're jerks and it's like kind of ruins it all oh man i had a lot of people think i was a jerk yeah. for a long time because i i um i was just so shy of people so it's like can't i just go out there and sing and then run away <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i can get that though like it like it's a weird thing like especially like it's it's cool but it's also very strange that you have to you know like that's part of the procedure now almost like you know it's like you do the show and you got to get off and you got to uh sign cds and meet oh, yeah. pictures and stuff i mean like it's all part of the the thing but um you absolutely should i mean it's these people came out to sure. see you and, and to support you and you know it really is kind of like the least you can do for these people that came out they bought your cds they bought tickets to your show they brought their family to watch you um they brought their friends because they're like you gotta hear this girl you know so to like not give them the time of day afterwards is not acceptable Mm -hmm. you really have to like just put yourself in other people's shoes and and appreciate truly appreciate that they came Mm -hmm. because they could not come sure no one could come and that's worse that's that makes you go why am i doing this they give me a reason to keep going. Yeah. Definitely. So, I don't know. I got over the shyness, right. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I tried empathy. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, I, I did a meet and greet uh, thing the other night with um, Bert Kreischer. Uh, from, he's a stand-up comedian. And uh, I thought he, uh, he had a really, like, you know, kind of interesting way to go about it. And uh, where he... Did like a raffle, like people could buy a dollar ticket to, for a chance to, be a part of the meet and greet, and then like he randomly drew, twenty five numbers, I guess it was, but like 
the money that was raised that night, like he ends up drawing another ticket and gives the money to a, a random person in the crowd that night. So like, I think that's kind of cool too. Like he doesn't he doesn't take the money; he just gives it to so somebody goes home with, you know, go home with a couple hundred bucks or something like that. And I was like, that's pretty cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah. So doing a doing a little good deed with along with you know getting to meet all those fans and stuff like that. So sure. It's kind of a thought that was out, and I've never seen anybody do that before. Like so, I thought that was cool. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, if you so if you get to. You get to meet some of your idols along the way that, uh, and, uh... Oh, I have. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to open up for Maria Muldare at Knuckleheads. And I always loved this one song that she did. Um, and I love the way that she did it. It was, um, her version of Feels Like Rain on her album, Meet Me Where They Play the Blues. And when I was a teenager, I used to listen to this album all the time. And, like, this is me listening to this album, fantasizing that one day I'll be a jazz singer in the city, you know, because she was just amazing. And um, I got to meet her, and I asked her about this, because there's this part in the song where they, you know, kind of lull and lose time for a second, and she just kind of riffs on this really cool thing, and... And then they, you know, they all come back in. I'm like, I can't even replicate that. How, you know, how do they, you know, why did they do that? What was the... So I told her I love that song, and she told me the story about it. And she told me that that part where it kind of comes to a lull was a mistake in the studio. But that the whole thing was done in a single take. So they, the band made a mistake, thought that the take was done and blown, and they were going to have to start over. And she just kept riffing. And then the band all looks at each other and they all come back in together. <laughs> and I'm like, that was a mistake. <laughs> like one of my favorite parts and one of my favorite songs was a mistake. So that was yeah, amazing. Right. I got to I got to know that story. Yeah. I get to meet I get to meet people every now and again that just Oh look, there's a miracle. Goodbye, miracle. You know, like those people. Just, they're just, uh. Yeah. And then you. Then you try to, you know, be cool or whatever and be like, yeah, I guess I've heard of you or whatever. In your mind, you're like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming. Yeah. I try not to. Uh, try to keep it cool. On the, but on the inside, you're freaking out the whole time. And it's, it's a pretty awesome feeling, though. Like and then especially like to have that kind of moment like getting to getting those kind of stories in that time like that to get to talk to somebody like that you really admire. Yeah, I I um I love that I get to do this. Yeah. Because it's those people. I've I've also been warned not to meet my heroes. No, don't meet your heroes. I'm like, well, I want to know. <laughs> If he's an asshole, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a. Uh, it's yeah, I guess a. It's a gamble sometimes. I mean, like I said, everybody I've met so far, everybody's been super cool. I don't really have any any bad horror stories or anything, but uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure. Uh, obviously, that's a saying for a reason, though. I think there's some, somebody had to mess it up for somebody. Yeah, you do get disappointed sometimes, but. You know, overall, just getting to to be here and do this on planet Earth is amazing. Yeah. So, well, we uh, like I said, you are on tour, uh, heading all over the country, uh, hitting all kinds of spots around uh, the continent. Yeah. Yeah, going to Canada. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, I've never been up that way. I I don't travel much at all. I wish I could travel a lot more. Um, but uh, I think that would be super cool to to go up to Canada and hang out for a while um was it a uh, poutine right or something uh, like, poutine yeah poutine poutine <laughs> with the french fries and yeah gravy. Uh, and with cheese curds yeah uh, how's that it's exactly like it sounds french fries in brown gravy with cheese curds right. it's it's good yeah it's exactly what it sounds like i always think <laughs> of that line in uh super troopers when they're like we're just going across the board for some french fries and gravy, sir. Some hockey, <laughs> sir. 
I don't see what the big deal is, to be honest. <laughs> All right. So anything a you know a drunk frat boy could whip up. Shut yeah. up! No, you're supposed to be like it's amazing. <laughs> now, uh, now I'll, what I was congratulations for is, Canada for being Canada because <laughs> all of your food is amazing. Uh, That's what you're supposed to say. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I guess I'm never going back. <laughs> they no, won't I, let you in now. I was. It's gonna be his picture at the border. Like, <laughs> I saw a restaurant menu that had uh, moose meat tacos, um, but I think they had just run out of moose meat or something. One of, the, one of the guys we played with up there is kind of my connection for moose meat right now, and he swears he can get me some next time we're up there. Nobody can get anybody any moose meat. You're not supposed to have it. Huh. He swears. <laughs> he swears he, he will get it for me. <laughs> I can get you some Bigfoot uh, meat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want a toe, I can get you a toe. Yeah. I can get you a toe by the end of day, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh man i was uh doing lebowski i was very disappointed in in the uh, uh lebowski super bowl commercial i don't know if you happen to catch that but uh i'll be honest i did not uh watch the super bowl you, you didn't miss much it was uh but uh there did uh i was pretty excited because they did like a teaser thing online and everything uh, with uh, that you know Jeff Bridges was coming back to uh, reprise his role as the dude really and uh, I got excited you know just to see it again see what they, how they were gonna do it and uh, and he did a um, what's a uh, that beer art art artitos or something or oh Stella Artois yeah Artois but that's what he said he called it Artos uh, like Lenny kind of like winked at the camera that it was toes like in the whole Lebowski thing you know so uh, but it was like <laughs> and uh, but anyway it was and then uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was in it too like it was, it, was a, it was a weird commercial I didn't really get it like but it was like so he walks up to the bar he says the bartender goes white Russian he goes I'll take a Stella Artos or whatever and like so it was just it was kind of a funny thing that he didn't get the white Russian, but at the same time, it was, it was pretty disappointing Super Bowl commercial. I didn't really get it, and I was I was like, really, this is it? Like, I was got excited for nothing. I feel like um, that whole thing has just eaten itself. The Super Bowl yeah. and the commercials, because um, I know a lot of people. I mean, when we were kids, we used to watch it so excited for the commercials, you know. And, of course, parents were excited for the Super Bowl. We're like, yeah, okay. Commercials, though, you know, so we would watch the commercials. But I, I don't know. I just don't see. I don't. I'm not. It doesn't appeal anymore. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I, my brain is broken or something. <laughs> I'm like, I could read a book. We could read a book today. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, there was really, like, nothing... Nothing in the commercials that popped out like for me really like it wasn't. I don't know. I, I was, I'm with you. Like it was years ago, I remember watching and like the commercials were the, some of the highlights, and I was like, be laughing at all the stuff that some of the. And then of course it's the ones that kind of whatever go viral before going viral was really a thing. Like people were talking about it all the next day, and you got oh you got to see this and mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So I remember uh, one of them in particular was. Uh, can't even remember whatever they were selling, but it was so funny that like the it was Terry Tate, the office linebacker, and it was like uh, I think it was like a re, like Reebok or something maybe or I don't know what they were. Hmm. I can't remember what product it was, but he's like it was he, all he's doing is like running through like spearing everybody in this office and like and stuff and it was just like and he'd like uh, he'd get up and he'd like yell something you know like. You forgot to put your cover sheet on your fax report, you know, whatever, something like, you know, whatever it was. He would yell some kind of crazy stuff at him and like, but it was just hilarious watching people like just walking through the office with their coffee and papers or whatever and just getting tackled everywhere. And, and so they, they did a bunch of them. They were really funny. But do you have a, one that comes to mind that you think of an, an all-time favorite uh, Super Bowl commercial? Super Bowl commercial. No, I, I don't. No. I mean, I... 
I like I like Keanu Reeves, and I know that he did one. Yeah. I think it was last year or the year before, but I I don't know. <laughs> I don't really pay. T- I'm terrible. I should care. <laughs> I should care about the world and what goes on in it, and I just don't. Yeah. I'm I'm so checked out. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of those Geico commercials premiere during the Super Bowl? I don't. I didn't see any. Uh, with I don't think with that. I've been. I've been. I have really been enjoying the uh, replaying all the old ones. Uh, oh yeah. On, I want to see the one. It's this uh, little kid. that's like a race car driver, and he's shit talking his uncle, who's also a race car driver. <laughs> Got a toothpick in his mouth. He's like, I mean, he's my uncle, but I'll still cream him. <laughs> yeah. That was cracked me up. Yeah. That uh, there's definitely some some silly stuff in those Geico ones. That uh, speaking of Keanu, I just watched John Wick for the first time the other day. Uh, I don't know why it took me like five years, but it sure was a fun movie. I love John Wick yeah. and John Wick too. Yeah, They're I, great. We're I looking went, forward to the third one. I got I I'm I've been trying to sit down and catch number two. I haven't made that happen yet, but yeah, one was a whole lot of fun. So uh, you uh. Are you gonna, is that stairway? Gonna, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just playing some background yeah. music. It helps me to focus. Yeah. <laughs> it helps me to concentrate on what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You want me to stop? I, I don't mind. All right. I was gonna. I was wondering if you wanted to play another one. Since you grabbed it, if you had something you wanted to share. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, Should I do one? Sure. I'll just do one. All right. So oh. 
Yeah. Sorry, I was ADDing. <laughs> that was awesome, though. Okay. Yeah. All the excess energy's been drained off. We have another 30 minutes to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you, uh, again, you can find uh, all things Amanda Fish at amandafishband.com, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. And uh, join us March 17th. March 17th. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Wear your green. Bring your cool green hat. Bring your Irish pride. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> I'm proud yep. to be Irish-ish. Irish-ish. <laughs> well, I, uh, uh, my, uh, my mother's uh, maiden name is O'Loughlin, so all my family over there were, were pretty Irish over there. Oh. So. See, my mother's maiden name is Brown. <laughs> <laughs> we are very, 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 very Irish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, come on out for that show. Uh, is there tickets available, or how, how uh, do we need to? March seventeenth. We need to snag tickets before. I believe before there are tickets available. I've been. I have been told by someone that bought tickets that they bought tickets, All so right, I'm well, assuming there are tickets to buy. There we go. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so grab some tickets uh, and uh, come on out to National Blues Museum in St. Louis, Missouri. Get your tickets for they sell out. Yep. Yeah. Going on, going fast. Going, going, almost gone. Yeah. Get them. <laughs> but uh, thank you all so much for doing this. This has been a... A lot of fun getting to hang, getting to chat and play, and uh, it's been a good time. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for tolerating me. <laughs> and for bringing me to do this. Oh. It was fun. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, you said uh, that you would do it. I guess it was, uh, it's been a lot of fun getting to know a little bit more about you, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens for you now uh, being in St. Louis and uh, how that's going to change things up for you. So I'm excited for big things happening for Amanda Fish in 2019. Big things, hopefully. You know, we've already had big things happen. Oh, yeah. We got the nomination, and now we just do our thing. Yeah. We go and do our show. Yeah. Play the show. Oh. Sorry. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Rock, paper, podcast. Rock, paper, podcast. Rock, paper, podcast. Well, yeah, that was it.